episode 23. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, everyone. Yeah. It's that season. Yeah, it's um, it's the airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost time. <laughs> Festiv- you, the Festivus poll, all that. <laughs> do you have a grievance that you need to air? I have so many grievances with so many people, always. <laughs> Festivus is truly my time to shine. Um, did I tell you that for many years, my mom actually put up like a Festivus poll? No. Oh. She, she, oh my god that like that like filled me with so much joy like no like she put up a <laughs> festivus poll i know my mom's the best yeah she's so funny Dude. she put up it wasn't like a true festivus poll because it was actually more than a poll it was actually like a um kind of like a really tall towel rack like you would have in the corner of like a big fancy bathroom but she just wrapped some christmas lights around it and just like put it like on our patio for like all to see <laughs> like this was uh, when I lived with her in California and she just put it in our patio and our patio like overlooked like the pool area of our whole community so like it was like very visible <laughs> and she said it was our festivus pole <laughs> dude I love it oh my gosh yeah she's the best I'm a so. huge Seinfeld nerd I can't she believe is I've too. never done that yeah clearly she funny. is too yeah <laughs> So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we love it. <laughs> I'm also sad now that I've never talked to your mom about Seinfeld. Like, well, so many missed opportunities now. Oh, I know. Know. yeah, yeah. She's a big fan. I feel like she's seen like the whole the whole series probably because I mean, she was watching it when it was like actually was originally airing on TV. So yeah, <laughs> so like, new season of big mouth came out you haven't watched it yet but I'm i have not it, so no but, spoilers uh, but i'm so excited it's like one of our favorite shows <laughs> it's very good it's like still like every season holds up really good but uh whenever i was going through puberty i would watch seinfeld to like get better ideas on like what sex and like that whole deal was like so like if people want an insight of like how i'm fucked up that's pretty much why <laughs> little inside baseball <laughs> there on <laughs> oh no I feel like Seinfeld is not the best example <laughs> no it's not it does have a lot of like I don't know kind of just like funny like real world situations though I mean obviously everything's kind of over the top because it's like a, a tv show but I mean I don't know I guess it gives you like a fairly good insight into like adults and like how they interact like in like dating and stuff I don't know I mean I feel like it's more realistic than a lot of shows yeah it's not the worst uh I I do feel like my sex life is a like episode of Seinfeld that is very true this makes a lot of sense (laughs) like just thinking about your life (laughs) oh my gosh well I watched gosh what did I watch I watched the OC religiously in like middle school so I feel like that messed me up in a number of ways that was like my first like I don't know like actual adult tv show that I watched I would say like that I consistently like followed in like primetime tv you know prior to that it was like more like I was watching like Disney and like Nickelodeon and stuff so I would say like the OC was kind of like my first like foray into that world so I mean that in itself is pretty horrifying (laughs) the only thing about the OC that I know is that dear sister from SNL is based on that one episode where the person died and they played like the really dramatic music yes (laughs) (laughs) oh man that episode messed me up though (laughs) yeah it really is so dramatic but god I love that show um so anyway that's a little 
insight into, I guess, our messed up minds. <laughs> oh man, any other uh, any other updates or anything exciting? I uh, I have nothing as usual. Um, other than my back hurts because I'm really old. I woke up and I have like a stabbing pain in my lower back and I have no idea why. And I guess that just, you know, comes with the territory of being close to death. Um, yeah. You are, you're getting there. I know I'm 29. It's, it's imminent at this point. It's, when you hit 30, it's just all over. I'm just going to like poof into dust. Yeah basically. Or actually, you know what I picture turning 30 as? I picture it as the Nazis melting at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open the Ark. Um, that's kind of how I picture it. like you're just melting and then like my eyeballs fall out and the whole deal. It's coming. I, I picture like turning into like a blobfish. That is also a good one. And you know, the blobfish is the official mascot of this podcast. So that really checks out. <laughs> wow. Love it. Um, well, anyway, the only th thing, this is not news or updates related to the podcast. It's just like an update in general in the world. I just want to touch real quick on those, um, those monoliths that have been popping up everywhere. I don't know if you've been following this news story, but I love it. <laughs> and I guess now it's like no, no fun anymore. Cause like some art group or something came forward and was like, oh, it was us. We've been putting these up, but I just still like, I love it so much. I was really hopeful that like 2001 A Space Odyssey was coming Exactly. Like, that I was, was like, truly it's here. like what I wanted. It's here. Finally, I've been waiting. <laughs> like I get to turn into a space baby and it'll be great. Like I was really I excited about it. Oh, me too. And then just go on a crazy like acid induced trip, yeah. you know, through the universe. Uh, what a good movie. But yeah, it the fact that movie. the monoliths have been debunked is a little upsetting to me, but I still want to believe. So. Did you hear about the uh, one in California? Yeah. I mean, They're, what about like, it specifically? I know it was there. Like, is, are there more details? <laughs> no, uh, some like cr crazy religious dudes took it down and like put up a cross. And no. like my my favorite part <laughs> was about it Chris the whole Pratt? Story, no, it was like they drew like <laughs> they drew fucking like five hours away to do it. Like it felt like a lot of work. And yeah, I mean, again, like, I ask, like, was it Chris Pratt since, like, kind of his whole thing is erecting giant crosses for no reason now? <laughs> the uh, best part is, like, the mayor of the town was like, we really liked the Moloch. Could you bring it back? Like, he was very <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh, could you please give it back? <laughs> That's really sad. I know. I'd be the same way, though. I'd be like, excuse me, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> it was it was a gift. <laughs> it was the way he did it because he wasn't like very like mean about it. He's just like, yeah, we really like that. Our, our town liked it a lot. And I was like, oh, I want them to have it. Oh, I, that's sad. I hope they get it back. <laughs> I do too. Wow. All right. Well, monolith talk aside I guess we can get into our stories for the week because that's you know all the business I have <laughs> very important <laughs> this is episode 23 right so I think it's your turn yeah it's my turn then I know the system I'm learning you are you got it <laughs> all right okay so my craigslist of the week is actually interesting for a number of reasons. So we will discuss. Title is, I lost my credit card at the dollar store. 
Mm. I lost my plastic and you asked if I wanted to go out on a dinner sometime. I am married, couldn't say yes in front of the kids. Your name, <laughs> oh no. Your name your name begins with a D and you were driving a black Hyundai. That's it. Wow. What a so sleazy sh- what a sleazy human. <laughs> So let's in talk front of the them. kids. <laughs> so she asked him out. So clearly there was something there. Like on uh, uh, that qualifier, like, so like, this is legit actually. Like mm-hmm. on like every, ignoring everything else. Like yeah. this is legit. Yeah. yeah. He said he's married and didn't want to say yes in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. So that means either one of two things. Either he's still married, the wife's like into it. Yet he's like wanting to go out with this girl, even though like he's fairly open about it, like, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Or B, like he's in the process of getting a divorce and that's what he means, but we're not sure. So what do you think it means? Oh, no, I think he's just a cheater. Like I, I, I don't think anything that complex. I think he's just very willing to like have an affair. <laughs> But like, I don't know, to me, like if he was better at it, he would have just been like, hey kids, wait there. And then like called her over to the side or something like that. I don't know. I think it depends how old the kids are as to like how sneaky you can be. Cause like, if, are you ringing right now? Yeah, I don't know why it goes to my computer, sorry. Wow, ruining the pod. We'll just keep going. We'll just leave that in so people know that you have poor uh, cell phone etiquette like a boomer. <laughs> no, it's, it goes through my computer. It rings through my computer. It doesn't ring through the phone. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Um, no, but I don't know. I think it depends how old the kids are as to like how how sneaky you could be in pulling that off like with them there. Um, because like if they're little kids who don't get it, maybe, but also like if they're at the age where they talk a lot, they could be like, mommy, guess what happened at the store? Like as soon as you get home or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know, but I think this guy's just trying to have an affair or, or he's like in the process of a separation or something like I, but I don't, I feel like this is not the scenario where the wife is okay with it. I don't know, like, he's so open about being married is what throws me. Like, he's just so open. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like cheaters who, like, have affairs, like, are open with, like, the other woman a lot of the times because, like, the other woman, like, doesn't care. See, I always thought the opposite. I always thought they, like, tried to hide it because every time I watch the well-produced and critically acclaimed show Cheaters, like, they're always, like, very angry. But also that's, like so trashy but I feel like the whole point of that show is to be angry though so I feel like you can't take that as like the standard (laughs) I know as I was saying that I was like oh yeah it's real (laughs) let's think let's break this down (laughs) um no I think he was just trying to have an affair is my takeaway on this I'm sorry okay I don't think it's like that wholesome or complex yeah but I like it I I like the audacity (laughs) he he is very uh, forward about this whole thing yeah no shame so like right on dude all right so uh craigslist luckily has once again stepped it up it was looking pretty bleak there for a week or two but we're, we're back at it um so this first one i love the title it goes i see you riding around catching hundos in pokemon go 
let's be friends. Oh. <laughs> and then the whole thing is just, let's be friends. Think you hold the Kelf key to my heart? Kelf key. I, I don't know. Is that a, a Pokemon? It, let me spell it. It's K-H-E-L-F-K-I. Is that a is that a Pokemon? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's not in the uh, Pokemon blue and red that I played. I don't so know. Is that like what... an obscure, like a deep cut for Pokemon? I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Maybe it's supposed to be kind of like a dog whistle. Like if you're truly into Pokemon, you'll know what he's talking about. Um, but I just love the term riding around catching hundos in Pokemon Go. <laughs> I do too. I don't know if that's the name of a Pokemon. I haven't like kept up. I think hundos as in like hundred dollar bills though. Oh. Is what I read that is or like hundred points I guess is what he's referring to in this situation. He's all about the Hamiltons baby. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah I just loved it. it. It doesn't even sound sexual. He it truly just sounds like they want to be friends. I actually, I said he, I don't know like what gender any of the people are going on in this, but um, just wants some Pokemon Go friends. So yeah, I mean, that sounds them, pretty, fairly wholesome. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really sound like it has any like undertones. It's truly just like a mm-hmm. fun Pokemon Go thing. So yeah, good for yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people who do it are like not very subtle. Like they have to be like the po- Pokemon that starts with a D and you're like, okay, like I yeah. get what you're going for. <laughs> Awesome. What's your next one? So um, mine on here, it's really interesting, but like, dear God, is it long? So I'm going to sum up the first half of it, just so we're not reading like a 20 minute story, because man, this dude like really goes all out on uh, all his emotions. Um, So he's 35. He just got out of a six year relationship. He's living with his mom because his mom health has health health issues. So he's like helping her out during like COVID and everything. He uh, gained a little weight, felt like a little bit like bad about his himself, but he has recently met a pretty attractive girl on Tinder. And uh, here we go, from, uh, picking up where he starts in the story. It's a very attractive woman who says she wants to meet up and has advised me to bring condoms. I'm going to ignore enough red flags to power a communist Navy. Um, Just to back up a little bit, the red flags he's referring to is um, she like texted him at like 11 o'clock, like, oh, why are you not texting me back? Like, what's wrong? Do you hate me? And uh, she also uh, told him some interesting things about like exes still wanting to fuck her. And sometimes she like thinks about it and does it. So I think that's what his red flags are. Okay. Okay, but is this under the context that they're just going to be like fuck buddies? Like, in which case, you, who keeps calling you? Oh my god! <laughs> one was spam. That last one was just my mom because oh, you know, hey she calls Emily, me all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And classic. I tried to cut that one fast though. It still rang a little bit. <laughs> um. So anyway, so it starts back up. She wants to meet at my place, which I told her no. She knows I take care of my mom, and even though we're in different parts of the house. Hey, Ma, this is Shauna from Tender. I'm going to be breaking a dry spell in the other room. See you in about three seconds. Isn't a great conversation. Plus, I'd rather meet a new person in public. Such that is. And though our options are limited, I've got a park up the street and we can get food delivered. She agreed to the compromise. And in person, she was absolutely great. 
Mostly she was funny. She found me funny. We walked in the park and talked about life for hours. A few of the flags were coming out. She said, I'm out of things to talk about filler, about how badly her exes still want to fuck her and some of she would consider, but she's afraid that they would steal her dog. Direct quote, but you know, otherwise she's a really nice start and she keeps feeling up my leg and I find my leg gross. So my penis is now firmly in control of this decision-making process. Then something I didn't know would be a factor at age 34, but fine it is. My mom is shut in who hates everyone, who is vulnerable and never wants to leave the house, decided to go somewhere to go out with someone, her uh, work bubble's house. So I quickly invite Shauna over. She quickly accepts. One of the cats likes her, one hisses. She sits down on the couch and puts on the Mandalorian, which, all right, I was hoping that this is a, the lay and not the lay, but good choice. I excuse myself to the bathroom because now that I'm close to a familiar bathroom, my God, do I have to pee. And here's where it all starts to fall apart. So I'm not circumcised. When I pee, especially if someone is going to be interacting with my penis soon, I take a little extra time to wash it off with some warm water, a baby wipe or something. So far, okay. But I fucked up in two places. First, I'm wearing tan pants. I hate tan pants. I'm always paranoid that I'll look like I a little piss myself. So I always take just a minute longer to make sure everything is very dry before it gets put away. Second, I didn't think to lock the door. Normally this is a big, why didn't you lock the door? And yeah, in the future I will, but with the layout of my house, there's a front bathroom and a back bathroom. The front back bathroom is right by the living room. The back bathroom is down the hall. Whatever, we don't care. Because I'm the type of guy who doesn't want to risk bathroom sounds on the first date. I figured I didn't need to lock it because she'd have to come across the house to come and get me and I'd only be two minutes. So I finish up peeing and head to the sink. The second I'm done, I get rock hard. I have no idea how or why it just happened. I haven't had a woman pay attention to me like this in forever. And no matter what I can do, I can't calm down. I did the flex your thighs thing, nothing. I thought of sad things. I thought of gross things, nothing. So I just rolled with it, got to washing and started drying. And when I heard the bathroom door open, I knew the bathroom wasn't locked. So I quickly tried to put it away, but my tan pants are also fairly tight. So at the point, the best I can do is just turn a bit and try to hide myself while I calm down enough to put it away. Shauna opens the door. You've been gone forever, what are you doing? I'm just cleaning up, I'll be right out, just need a couple of seconds. No, you invited me back here, I'm watching a dumb fucking TV show and you're in the bathroom for a half an hour. I legitimately was just in there for two minutes. And now you've got your back to me like some kind of weirdo, what are you doing? She crossed the room and turns to me and yep, still rock hard. Now I figure I can own it, I can say nothing, I can apologize or she begins to scream. I am now trying to turn away from her what? and put it away as quickly as I can, but she's holding me and I am just starting that staring at this like some sort of lab specimen. Thankfully, this is helping my boner go away. She screams more. I don't know what the fuck you want. What can I do? What the fuck is wrong with your dick? What? Are you inbred or something? What the fuck? No more help needed. I gently start to zip up, but she grabbed it, looked at it and screamed again. I mean, bloody murder scream. Have, have you not seen an uncircumcised dick? This is what a dick looks like without the foreskin. It's not natural, you're a fucking freak. I started to talk about it and technically be natural, but she sprinted out of my house. This is not the end of the story. My neighbors are all quiet and heard a woman scream five times. The police got called and came right out to my apartment. 
I told them what happened and they didn't really believe me and spent about an hour and a half going room to room looking for any signs of anything gone wrong. By the time they were done, they were all laughing about taking a statement about an uncircumcised dick scaring someone. Advise me to write this down somewhere in case she wants to say I exposed myself to her. I have my doubts since we appear to have blocked each other on everything. And I'm here feeling just as depressed and starting, uh, starting only feeling gross. Yay. So, yeah. Oh um, my God. You can see like, oh God, it hit so many things we love to talk about. I so mean, Elliot, many things. Okay. So, I mean, first up, we've got like a foreskin conversation. So like, you know, we love that um, on the pod. Next, we've got um you know the mention of baby wipes in the bathroom for these situations again perfect example um men women gender neutral doesn't matter everyone loves a good baby wipe freshen up um the mandalorian playing in the background excellent Um, this is stefan the story has everything it It really does um you know a public scene where the police get called i love that um wow just wild all around i like what is wrong with her though like how do you not understand what that is and then also why do you go screaming out of the house because of it even if you truly had never seen like an uncircumcised dick before and like didn't know what it was why would you ever have that reaction why wouldn't you just be like oh okay that's interesting now i know like yeah that's what, what? i didn't get is i was like <laughs> i don't think it's that weird i mean like i've seen it like through like porn like but like even then it's just like all right like the head looks a little different it's not like a wildly new no it thing. sounds to me like this woman was legit crazy though because she also like freaked out that he was like in the bathroom for like two minutes and just a lot of weird things going on so yeah i mean like he might have had to poop like you know like okay like it's not that weird like just take your cell phone out that's what everyone does on dates and someone's gone to the bathroom too long it's not that hard yeah don't like call them out on it geez like yeah wow yeah and like grab his dick to look at it too. Like that's what also got me is that she's like not, she's screaming and also like holding his dick. Like what a horrifying image. Yeah, I know. Like this woman seems truly insane. Wow. Well, that story was a ride. That was a lot. <laughs> Dude, there was so much more that I edited out of that too. Like that, it went on forever. This guy so wrote I a novel. Tried, <laughs> he did. I just tried to get to the good part, honestly. Wow. Amazing. Damn. All right. Well, my next one is is pretty short in comparison. <laughs> um, so this one goes, I will be walking at the park looking for black men. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> and it goes, I will be at the park at seven wearing a pink mask and glasses and a hoodie, but underneath I'm wearing a thong and I have waxed my whole body. Catch me uh, out there, yeah. baby. <laughs> I love this. (laughs) So I think it's probably a sex worker. Um, But either way, fantastic. Love this calling card of just like, come and get it. (laughs) I, uh, when I was actually on Craigslist earlier, I did see one where it was like, a like looking for like a well-hung black dude. And she's like, I'm a thick girl. And I'm like, okay, like, good to know. So apparently that's a thing on Craigslist. Like they're looking out there for the, uh, 
Yeah, well hung black dudes. I love that she said her whole body is waxed. Like she is ready to go. That is commitment. <laughs> I mean, like hair too. Like she just like <laughs> oh my god, yes. She's got like a like an amber rose vibe going, like she's just bald. <laughs> eyebrows hair like it's just all gone oh like a hairless cat love it (laughs) but yeah I just love her calling card of like hey come find me I'm like yeah girl go for it (laughs) yeah you do you girl she's just walking that park (laughs) Uh, anyway all right so this story isn't like super sexual but it also has like a lot of things that we love so I'm not gonna read the title because I think it gives it away but it's it's just great so this guy screwed up. He said this happened 30 minutes ago and is exactly what I get for going to a restaurant during COVID. I would also like to add that I'm a little tipsy from the margarita, so sorry for any errors. So today is my birthday and has been incredibly uneventful. I took the day off work, but despite it, it's been a normal day. No friend group, no gatherings, no gift, just another day. And I'm fine with that. My mom, on the other hand, felt bad that there was no celebration of any kind, so she insisted that we go to my favorite restaurant, a local Mexican restaurant. I agreed to go to the very early for dinner. We get there and having a good time. It was nice to pretend that the world was normal for a moment. I ordered a margarita and they ID'd me and figured out that it was my birthday. Fast forward to the end of the dinner and I thought it was a, I was in the clear from a birthday celebration from the staff. As they bring the bill, they put a big sombrero on my head and started clapping and singing and set a dessert in front of me. One of the guys had whipped cream on his finger and went to put it on my nose. Drunk me didn't comprehend that that was very confusing. Due to the big sombrero covering my face, he was kind of stumbling trying to find my nose. I thought, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do. And my dumbass self sucked the whipped cream off his finger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I realized immediately after that, no Dunder Mifflin ho, that's not how you get interact with strangers, but it was too late. They picked up the pace of their singing and the guy ran away right after that and hid in the kitchen. The whole restaurant, which granted was like 10 other people, but still stared at me and my mom couldn't stop laughing. We put uh, the dessert in our to-go box and left. 23 years old is good, is off to a great start. Um, Yeah, apparently some people hated him for going out to a restaurant. But uh, yeah, he's uh, apparently this blew up for him, but I thought it was great that he sucked the waiter's finger. Oh my God. Best just bad reaction ever. Like I love those awkward situations where people just like in the moment do something really bizarre. (laughs) God, that's beautiful. Yeah, that, that like, poor out server next- just like hiding like oh god he's gonna suck my finger again <laughs> i know like oh, okay there's a situation too where like you gotta tip a lot after that like no like 20 percent. like you better go like hard 50 or something you gotta go like, like a 50 percent tip on that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and write a note that it all goes to that one <laughs> that one server <laughs> damn oh my god that's amazing wow i hope he comes back with an update in like 14 days that says he has covid (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and the waiter's like it's because he sucked my finger yeah he's like it's not my fault (laughs) i didn't ask for this oh man wow all right well my last one is just is really wholesome and i just love it so 
it goes looking for an old pen pal and in parentheses it says lisa hernandez um and it goes my name is david and i live in michigan and nearly 19 to 20 years ago i had a pen pal named lisa hernandez we kept in touch for years but lost track after i left for the service i have no address or contact info anymore but remember she lived in california and played for a high school volleyball team she was number four and she said to cheer for the bucks I know this is all a long shot, but if anyone could have any help in contacting this person, it would be so nice to hear from her again. Okay, so my heart, like, I love this. This is like what misconnections should be for. It's just beautiful <laughs> and wholesome and pure. And I just, I hope they find each other. Like if there was something I could do to like help these people find each other, I would. <laughs> I'm a little like ambivalent about him like using her whole name, but however, there's probably like 200 Lisa Hernandez, like just in San yeah. Diego. I so, think like, I think we're not gonna like blow her cover. Not. I think we're fine. No. <laughs> it's probably um, also why you can't find her because there's when he does Facebook, it's probably like, oh yeah, good luck. I know, right? So I, but I love it. I I hope it works out. And I don't really have anything else to say on that one other than I just you know wanted to share a wholesome one because some of ours get kind of dark, and that is just everything that I want a Craigslist misconnection to be. So. Yeah. That's very nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess we'll take a little break. And when we come back, we'll get into our rotating topics. Woo. Is the season for holiday gifting. And luckily, we have a very special offer for our listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by your whole family who thinks you love owls. Did you mention once as a young child that owls were your favorite animal? Well, your extended relatives are never going to let you forget it. Are you almost 30 with a wide variety of interesting personality traits? Well, it doesn't fucking matter. You're getting yet another collection of goddamn owl knickknacks from all five of your aunts this year. This is your life now. You've made your choice. Use offer code NOTSOCASUAL and we'll personally arrange for you to receive a very large, very awkward bird sculpture when you least expect it. It may not even be a fucking owl. Well, what a holly jolly deal. Fuck yeah. And we are back. I watched Joe eat some peanuts. So his protein's not getting too low. We're not going to have a crash. We are good to go. <laughs> stay up for the pod, eat some peanuts, do some cocaine, you know, do, get it all done. <laughs> Just some peanuts and also, you know, like a line of Coke, whatever. <laughs> JK, we don't endorse hard drugs on this pod. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we're two of the lamest people when I think it comes to drugs, honestly. Like, yeah, really. yeah, quite honestly. Unless I, I wasn't aware. Did you, like, hardly drink ever or do, like, anything in high school? Like, we never no. did that. Oh, yeah. my God, not at all. We were so, we were such nerds. Like, we didn't do anything in high school. <laughs> we watched Star Wars. That's what we did. For real, for real. <laughs> well, anyway, um, you're going to start us off with a little... Um, you know, I don't know what segment this is, I guess, just like a little, um, you know, timely story time, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's like, I don't know what we call this really, but it's like anything like good story wise. 
So this is like COVID related, but like, it's truly like the funniest COVID story that I've heard, which is hard to do like anymore in these times, like everything's like super depressing about it, but truly this story fills me with joy out of like sheer stupidity. And I don't feel like bad for anyone involved. And I Excellent. think everyone will agree hearing it. I love it. The best kind of COVID story is where no one feels bad about anything. <laughs> so I got this guy at work. He's like, I mean, like he knows he's dumb. So like, I, I, I don't even really, <laughs> I don't even really feel that bad on calling him out. Like I, I make fun of him and like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm stupid. So like, he's like missed, like not really missed because you can work from home, but like he's like hardly been in the office because he's like had so many damn COVID scares because he keeps doing stupid shit. And so he said that he had this friend who like, he calls even like dumber than him. And like, there's been some funny stories where like she um, met a guy who's like from Spain and like out of like two weeks, he offered to like let her come back to Spain with him to live, which truly feels like very sudden and very soon. And yeah, like not a good idea at all. So this girl wanted to throw a Halloween party and to give you an idea, the structure of this party was, I think they'd arrive around seven and there would be like a general party. And then at 10, the ho Halloween party would start. So I had a lot of I'm questions intrigued. <laughs> about what this means, especially like, you know me, I was like, yo, is there like an orgy involved? Like what's, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. So they he said he left before um the hoe part of it's like got started which i believe him because like he's fairly honest so i feel like he would have like said if he did but he had a roommate and the roommate stayed so what they decided to do was play a game of spin the bottle oh no so that's exactly what they did oh god and guess what everyone got covid everyone <laughs> because yeah spend the bottle you know like you're kissing like not really anything blocking those germs oh my god how <sighs> yeah how can you be that dumb like that truly does take it to a whole new level like i know that's why i'm like i really feel zero sympathy at all i'm like how are you that stupid and she said he said that she texted him like hey, I feel really bad. Can you like bring me some soup? He's like, nah, girl, you're fucking stupid for like getting COVID on like playing spin the bottle. Like deal with your shit. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That's truly the I dumbest. Know. Like no words. I, yeah. No. Oh my God. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shake my damn head. Wow. Um. Yeah, that's that's a bad idea a public service announcement don't do that <laughs> no don't place for the bottle during 2020 like come on oh wow yeah don't just just don't oh man well thank you for sharing that wonderfully entertaining anecdote that is truly right up there with the dumbest things i've ever heard so fantastic <laughs> I've, I've like been trying to like tell you this story for like a month or like tell it on the pod for a month but for some reason like we just had cut things like keep coming up but yeah I wanted to tell you on the pod because uh it's just it's no just that magnificent. was worth yeah. the wait wow truly lovely um, <laughs> oh my god um 
Wow. Well, anyway, um, I guess we'll get into our next topic then on that <laughs> note, because I, I have nothing else to say on this. Like, I'm There's I'm no way away. to segue. Like, yeah, there's no way to segue. It's just... I think I just need to move on. Like... <laughs> no, just marvel at the stupidity and like next subject. <laughs> so switching gears quite a lot. <laughs> Um, we are going to go into a new segment. This probably won't be like a recurring segment, but, um, we've talked a lot about movies on this pod because me and Joe are both huge movie nerds. We love talking about them. Um, and we've joked about how we're going to have just like a movie segment going forward. Um, but I realized that we've, we've hinted at like stuff that we love and we've like discussed a lot of movies that we love, but we've never addressed like truly like our top of the top movie choices like greatest of all time so we're gonna do that we're gonna do our top five so we'll each share five we're gonna go back and forth um we will start from five counting down to our number one all-time favorite movies so y'all can get a little more insight into um into our brains and i guess all of our nerdy passions So on that note, um, do you want to start since you're the starter on this episode? Okay. Yeah. um, Actually, it's weird. My list is like fairly, I don't know, nerdy, but not like as nerdy as I thought it would be. Do you think Uh, it's going to be predictable? Do you think I'm going to be like not surprised or do you think any of yours are going to surprise me? I think you can guess three out of the five. Okay. Okay. I feel like I know like confirmed like two or three of them so i'll be curious to see i'll go through the first like three through five because like i don't know i feel like it's harder to do like for that but like when it gets to one and two i'll let you guess because i think you might be able to get it then okay okay cool so start with your five number five is children of men from 2006 uh, have you seen Children of Men? I have not. It's been on my list for a very long time. And it's just one of those I've never gotten around no. to. Oh, yeah. You will love it. So you're a big okay. Clive Owen fan in general, right? Oh, God, yes. What if my ultimate thirst? Like, Dude, ultimate. Dude, this is hands down his best film. Like, okay, I don't I'm even know like, what number two would be. Like, five. Okay. Yeah, you you got to watch it. So it's okay. a um, slight, it's like kind of like an sci-fi but apocalypse movie but it's kind of more like handmaid's tale ish where it's not necessarily like crazy sci-fi it's more like future like if people were unable to have children oh okay i love like dystopian futuristic stuff okay so like the youngest person on the planet is like i think like 17 years old um and so like basically no one's able to have a child and so Clive Owen kind of like finds this like secret society and they find like a woman who's like pregnant. So like without like giving too much away since you haven't seen the film, like it's just marvelous. Like it's just so well executed. Like the direction, Alfonso Caron, he's amazing. But like everything like in the film is just like perfect after another. The acting is great. It's got Clive Owen, see Julianne Moore is also in it and she's great. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a wonderful film on every level. Just like super well executed and kind of like has a really good, like in the 2000s, there was like a lot of like post 9-11 angst, but I felt like this one really captured it really well. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that. It, like I said, it's been on my list forever, but it sounds really good. So 
Awesome. Yeah, I was actually shocked when you said you didn't just because I was like, oh, it's got yeah. like everything you like. <laughs> <laughs> All my favorite things, <laughs> like dystopian futures, Clive Owen, I'm there. <laughs> um, wow, love it. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, so for mine, do you think you're going to be able to guess mine? Or do you think I'll uh, Probably some of it. Like, do you think like all of your top five or some of it? I think if you thought about it for a while, you could probably guess all of my top five, I think. So does it include- Actually, no, um, maybe not. Maybe you may get like four out of five, but you can take some guesses. Okay, like, I'll just, like, say this. Like, does it include any Indiana Jones or Star Wars movies? Absolutely. How, how many? Well, one, e top? one each. One each. Yeah. Okay, and then, like, Lord of the Rings or I tried like not that. to select, like, multiple multiples from the same, like, series just to mix okay. it up. Because, in my opinion, I picked my favorite of different series. Okay. All right. Well, I think I got like two, so we'll see um, okay. what your other ones are. Okay. All right. So my number five is Fight Club. Oh, interesting. I thought about doing a Fincher uh, film. I, I got to do don't. a Fincher. Yeah, I, I That's had good. That's good. Fincher is one of my favorite directors ever. Um, I had a hard time picking just one of his movies, honestly, but for me, it's Fight Club. Um, Fight Club is definitely the first Fincher movie I saw. Um, before I really even was into like specific directors or like knowing like big directors and who did what movies and like associating like, oh, I like this style. I like this director. I had seen Fight Club like long before I kind of thought about any of that. And Fight Club is in my mind, like a near perfect film. It's so good. It has so many just like deep, um, you know, deep concepts and themes in it, um, and I sound like a total bro when I say that, but it really is like <laughs> such a good movie. Um, it's just so well done. Um, Ed Norton is amazing. Um, one of like, I think one of the best actors of his kind he's, of generation, like so good. Um, and honestly, I think a little underrated, yeah. massively underrated. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I feel like he's not thought of in like that upper echelon, but he absolutely is. Um, and then Brad Pitt, just insane insane so good and like honestly just from like a physical perspective like dear god best he's ever looked like he his oh, abs yeah. are unheard of in that movie absurd the best ever sorry i won't go make this a brad pitt thing but um that movie you could just, cut carrots off his abs like if you could, you could get a knife literally, and cut you could, carrots you could, yeah. you could cut veggies you could grate cheese like you could do it all like it is there's like there's like valleys between each ab it's insane um but yeah just such a good movie and i love it so much like i if that if someone said like hey i want to watch fight club right now i would literally never say no like in any situation i would never turn it down it's one of those movies for me yeah so uh you told me a story recently i guess like brad pitt and david fincher are good friends and they'll do like movie <laughs> yeah parties. they have movie and parties like Fincher's like a super nerd and like criticizes like if a shot's good he'll like criticize it or uh, be, like analyze like every little detail and apparently like Brad Pitt just laughs so like I, I want to go to one of these <laughs> so I saw I read this in an article and the person writing the article was like this sounds like a nightmare and I was like are you kidding like where is my invite that sounds yeah. like my dream <laughs> I yeah crazy oh, do you want to guess like my favorite David Fincher film it's it's those are hard to do oh my god they're all good Memento? 
Wait, that's Chris Nolan. Wait, shit, I mix them up. I always mix those two up, sorry. Um, no, it was because I was looking at both of those directors because they're some of my yeah. favorites before this. Um, no, I don't know. They're like all really good. I don't know which one you would particularly resonate with. Social Network. Oh, I mean, that is like a really good one. It's not up there for me though. Like it's I, good, but it's not one that I could sit down and watch all the time. I would like have to really be in the right mood for it. Yeah, I love, cause like that's the first film where he used uh, Trent Ross and Atticus Rose to do the scoring. So the soundtrack's really good. And I love kind of like, I don't know, like it's really weird because like, it's not like historically accurate, but it's really weirdly accurate to like how like Facebook ended up and kind of like the like pre things of it. So I don't know. It's really it interesting. Is un- no, it is unsettling. I found out Andrew hadn't seen it. So we actually watched it recently and um, it's fun to watch it now and see where Facebook is now. It's like very unsettling to watch that movie and like see like where Facebook has gone in recent years. It, 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 it's kind of trippy. <laughs> It is. It's, yeah, it's a weird, like, almost like drama slash horror film. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, absolutely. So number four, I think you could guess, uh, it's Inglorious Bastards. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not a Tarantino person, but I, I know you are, so that makes sense. I think this is, I think it's his best executed film. I think, like, Pulp Fiction probably has it in terms of, like, creativity and, like, kind of innovation, but like for me personally, if I'm gonna watch one, like Inglorious Bastards, just like it's great every single time. Like it has that historical twist that like I don't feel like anyone saw coming. It's and Christoph Waltz's performance is great. Brad Pitt's performance is great. I just I don't know. I feel like it's executed well on like every end as well. But yeah, I think we've talked about it before on the pod, so we don't yeah. have to go like super in detail. But yeah, yeah, I I don't love. Tarantino in general it's just like not for me um but of the Tarantino films I have seen um I would say I didn't really like it just because like it's not for me but I would say that like from like basically just the way it's constructed and the way it's done from that standpoint it is like well done and I would say it's like kind of the most cohesive of his films and like the most well constructed so I, I I would I see where you're coming from on that nice nice all right, my Giorno. Yes. Gorlami. <laughs> and that's a bingo. <laughs> no, but I do say stuff from that movie. So I guess it goes to show like it is a good movie because like I I laugh about quotes from that movie, even though I don't even like really like that movie that much. So yeah, I mean it was good. Um my number four is you can probably guess that this would be on there somewhere, the dark knight. Yeah, I thought about Christopher Nolan, but I was curious. Because I, I had to have a do, Nolan. Yeah. yeah, so I had to have a Fincher. I had to have a Nolan on here. Um, I actually don't have a Soderbergh on here, but he's one of my other favorites. Um, but yeah, Dark Knight for me. I The Dark Knight trilogy in general is some of my favorite movies ever. And of the three, I just personally think that Dark Knight is the strongest. I think it's the one that, again, I kind of judge this on what movie would I literally always be ready to sit down and watch? And I don't feel that way about The Dark Knight Rises. It's very good, but like, it's kind of a slog to get through. I just feel like there's too much going on. Um, The Dark Knight is like, again, in my mind, like a near perfect film. Like you just sit down and start watching and like, it just like doesn't stop. Like you, there's no point where you're like, oh, I'm just going to take a break and pick this up tomorrow sort of thing. Like you watch through the end, like every time. Um, 
and yeah it I mean Heath Ledger obviously insane just so good um and the Dark Knight trilogy in general is what like redeemed superhero movies for me so you know I hate Marvel like hate 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 Marvel um but the Dark Knight trilogy like made me realize like oh I don't hate superhero movies I just hate crappy ones and Mm. um it redeemed it for me so I'm very much a DC person and I love all things Batman um yeah and it's just it's it's a great film by any standard and it's a great movie not just by superhero standards it's a great movie by like any fucking standard and for me like that's what superhero movies should be I feel like they're in kind of this lower caliber that people hold them to because they're like oh it was fun I enjoyed it I'm like yeah but it wasn't like an objectively good movie like that's how I feel about all these movies that people get so hyped for like the Marvel movies and stuff I'm like yeah but they're not actually good movies they're just like good by like shitty superhero standards Dark Knight is good by any standard. Like, How do you feel about um, the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? Because like they're emo, like they're not like the Marvel brand. Like they're pretty emo. You mean like the Tobey Maguire trilogy? Yeah. Love them. Love them. Okay. Fantastic. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Would. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that by like. Okay, now that one to me is like not like objectively good movies by like any standard. They are superhero movies, but those movies were some of the early ones that I liked as well. Um, prior to the Marvel multiverse fucking taking over. Um, but I, I will not do any Spider-Man other than the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Those are the only ones that exist in my mind. I don't accept any others. So yeah <laughs> i mean hey the newest one had jake gyllenhaal though so yeah but he's not spider-man <laughs> he um who was it i'm trying to think he was uh, i guess a choice uh, like whenever they were doing toby mcguire i think he was a uh, consideration for spider-man and i think either batman or um the joker in christopher nolan's um, batman movies could see him in literally any of those roles. Yeah. I love it. I love that. Awesome. He's good. So yeah. mine, I don't think you could guess because it is very random, but I love it to death. It's okay. uh, Evil Dead 2. <laughs> okay, that is incredibly random. That's your number three, really? <laughs> Have you seen it? I've not seen it. I've only, I've seen Evil Dead. I've seen the, the original. Oh, this one's like, oh God, I love this so much. It's the weirdest, what's one of the weirdest movies because I don't know, the first Evil Dead's like, I guess they did a lot of innovative stuff, but it's kind of like by the books of like, kind of like haunted house, like haunted, like kind of creatures, like come attack them, stuff like that. Yeah, like, can I just say, I watched Evil Dead for the first time very recently, like the OG Evil Dead. And I was dying laughing the entire time. I didn't realize it's like basically a funny movie. It's like a comedy. I had no idea. (laughs) See, and that's the thing is like Evil Dead, like cranks the humor up to like 11. Like it's pretty much just like Bruce Campbell by himself, like the entire film. And he's just like going crazy. Yeah. And that's like the whole, that's the whole film. Like there's really like hardly any other characters there's that he no talks to. There's no plot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty much like, I think like a third of the film, like his hand gets caught up. And so like, he's like battling his own hand for like a lot of the film. Like it's ridiculous. Oh my God. And I laugh every time and it's like gory, but funny. And oh, I don't know. I love it. Like I recommend, like, I don't know, we're past Halloween, but whatever. I get tired of Christmas movies. Like, 
I can watch horror films all year. This to me, like, is my favorite, like, one of my favorite comedies and horror movies combined. I love it. Okay. Wow. Amazing. Love yeah, it. you should check it out, though. Like, that okay. one's, it's just no, so much fun. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, my number three is, this one's probably the one you wouldn't have guessed, I think. Uh, Angels and Demons. Oh. Really? Really. Huh. Interesting. I love that movie. Honestly, if I didn't, like, you'll understand my number one and number two. I have a very deep connection to those two. But, like, if I didn't have a deep connection to, like, my number one and two choices, this would be my favorite movie. And I can't even explain why. I don't know. I love Angels and Demons so much. I, I like Da Vinci Code a lot, but not nearly as much as I like Angels and Demons. And don't even talk to me about Inferno. I, it was whatever. But Angels and Demons is just, again, in my mind, a near perfect film. I just love it. I love everything about it. I love all the actors in it. Um, it just, it moves like it, it just goes like there's no downtime. There's no like, oh, I think I'll turn this off. I think I'll go grab a snack. Like there's none of that. Like I am sucked in. I, I know like every line, but it, it's another movie that I could just like sit down and watch like literally always. Okay. I, I can't explain why. It, it, it's so good. I love Ewan McGregor. Um, I obviously love Tom Hanks specifically as Robert Langdon. Um, the, the girl in it is very cool. Um, I, I like her a lot better than the girl in Da Vinci Code. Um, I think she's a little tougher, a little more hardcore. Um, I, I Papa, Papa, Papa Skarsgård is in it, and I love him. Um, he's like the Vatican chief of security. He's fantastic. Um, you know I have a huge raging thirst for the assassin in this movie. We've talked about that on my obscure thirst corner. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. Interesting. And yeah, I like I, things that take religion and like kind of like flip it on its head, but don't like make fun of it. Because while I am not a religious person, I think religion is very interesting from like a scholarly perspective and from like a why do people follow religion and kind of like breaking that down and exploring that. I find that very interesting. And Robert Langdon is kind of like the definition of that for me. Like he himself is not like a religious person but he deeply understands like the the importance of religion to other people and like he gets like the significance of things around religion and he wants to explore that and i really like that theme for whatever reason i just think it's very interesting so um apparently i just looked her up because i was curious who it was her name is Elliot zuer and uh coming up she's going to be in the third season of you Oh, that's random, yeah. but I like it. Yeah, she's really cool. I like her. Um, and then I think in the books, um, she ends up being his, they end up getting married in the books. I think she ultimately ends up being um, Robert Langdon's wife. Like they meet in Angels and Demons. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's not to... like fully, that's not fully explored in the movies or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch because I didn't like Da Vinci Code, but I agreed with you. I did watch Angel and Demons and I thought it was better. I just It is better. Like... It is objectively, I would say a better movie. Um, it, da Vinci Code is good, but it's bloated. You could cut Da Vinci Code down by like half an hour easily and it would be the same movie. Like it, it, it's slow, it lags in places. The story is good, but I just feel like ultimately it's not as 
as fun to watch as angels and demons angels and demons is just straight up fun like it is basically just like a fast-paced scavenger hunt through the vatican and through rome and it's just it's cool also the filming locations are really fun i mean it's all filmed just like in rome and in the vatican so like if you've been there it's cool because you they're in all these places that like you can go and you recognize and it it's just a fun movie all around like it's great did you uh did i ever tell you the worst movie i've ever seen is based on uh da vinci code oh no what is it it's called sharks in venice and it <laughs> basically <laughs> takes to Vinci code and it stars like one of the Baldwin brothers and no. he like is like it's like meshing like sharks with religion and like basically like it's da Vinci code but random shark attacks essentially it's really bad like oh my like God. I didn't even finish it and I'm like a person that will finish any movie and I was just like this oh is me so too terrible. there are very few movies that I will stop watching like I am very much a, like this movie's terrible I have to keep going <laughs> like yeah and like as i'm describing i'm like it sounds good it is not it is like oh ugh, it, it's it's horrible horrible wow. so yeah my second uh, pick you want to take a guess um i'm gonna i would say batman begins is one of your top ones but i could be wrong yeah, you're you're um, in that ballpark because it's oh, it's Chris probably Nolan. gonna it's probably gonna be one of those. Oh wait, it is Chris Nolan. Okay, I was gonna say that one of your top ones is like one of those like Batman like animated things or something. <laughs> I considered it, but like it's a film I love. I don't know if it's like universally like a great film. I just love it to death. So, okay. Okay. So what's your number for two? Two, two I have. I kind of pulled a cheat, but I like justify it. I have Batman Begins, The Prestige, and The Dark Knight combined because, like, he did those. Oh, excuse me. We could just like combine movies. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to pick out of those three. Is my problem. Oh, fine. You're just like making your own rules now. Okay. So if you want me to, if you want me to pick one, I can. But like, out of those three, I don't know. They're all so good that like. Wait. It's so hard sorry. You said Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and The Prestige all. Yeah, because he made him back to back. I mean, he made him all like, rolls into one. <laughs> yeah, like to me, like to me, it's just like yeah, he made like all three like right in a row. So okay, okay, so I did get it because I said Batman Begins, so I I was right. Um, and Dark Knight, we share that. Um, Prestige is really good too. I, I would not say it's in my I top think, five though. It's a good movie. I think the Prestige actually might be his best film, but I I don't know how I like. I guess that's why I did it because like I don't know how to like get Batman in there if I don't but like I love the prestige to death so like oh Andrew yeah, does too like... Andrew's a huge fan that's like a random yeah, Nolan movie that he just loves okay okay I respect it all right yeah yeah I did pull a cheat there but yeah I just like I, I couldn't justify not having Batman in there because it was hurt my soul that's fair I understand and trying to get like other films in plus we've already talked about Dark Knight um yeah yeah, Batman Begins, like, I don't know, like, I might slightly like it better just because, like, it's all Christian Bale and all Batman, like, the whole movie, pretty much. It is we a really have, like, good origin story movie. It's, like, mm -hmm. one of the best out there, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, it's got, um, got Liam Neeson, so five stars already. <laughs> yeah, we might like it. There's a funny one. I sent Sarah this week. Um, basically, it got shown on ABC Family. <laughs> I <and> died! The, <laughs> the promo for it, basically, like, turns like makes it out to be like a romantic comedy 
it is a terrible ad and like they even have like a corny line in there like he fights for family i'm like bitch his family's dead like who the hell no is he family. For? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god i know it is so good we'll have to like link it um on our socials because it's truly hilarious wow all right well my number two is you can probably guess my numbers one and two at this point uh my number well, like- two you haven't had Star Wars or Indiana Jones yet. I guess like, which one is it first? So I can like try to guess the movie. For number two? Yeah, is it Indiana Jones or it's, it's Star Wars film? It's Star Wars. Uh, oh God, that's harder. Um, Empire? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotta go Empire. It's the strongest of the, all the movies. It's the darkest. It is. It's, um, it is it's just so good. I like words can't describe how much I love Empire Strikes Back. It is, you know, you see the whole Han Leia romance develop, which I love. Um, It, it doesn't have a clear ending. It has a very bleak ending. It's like the really, you know, bleak second act, which I love. Um, The Hoth and that whole opening battle scene is one of the best movie scenes ever. Um, Just there's so many good things about it. It's the first time we see uh, Boba Fett um there's just a lot of really iconic things about that movie in particular um other ones that would be in the running to be on my list of top top five movies um if i was doing multiple star wars movies i would put episode three right up there embarrassing but true um i love I loved seeing the way that the prequels ultimately connected to the original trilogy i liked seeing the ultimate shift from Anakin to Darth Vader. I found it incredibly satisfying. Um, Is it like a really, really, really good movie? No, but like for reasons of, you know, the overarching Star Wars saga, I really love episode three. Um, Also episode, episode one would legitimately be up there for me because it's just fun and it, was like I just remember when it came out and what a huge deal it was and being little and seeing the insane hype for episode one like that's something I will never forget so honestly for me I think my top three Star Wars would be like Empire Revenge of the Sith Phantom Menace and then probably and then probably go back to like uh, maybe Jedi I don't know um obviously the sequels I do not acknowledge as canon in my mind um and then how do you feel about uh rogue one because i love rogue Rogue one rogue one is very good um it just is like a fun movie i don't i like it a lot but i don't put it in the same category as like saga star wars movies you know because it's not and don't even talk to me about solo so yeah (laughs) but no i think empire is just the best movie i think objectively most people agree empire is the strongest Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to do a movie list, I think, like, Empire is usually the one. Unless they do, like, OG Star Wars in terms of, like, innovation is usually, like, True, true. You could always make the argument that A New Hope is, like, the ultimate just because it, like, it, it's the original. But um, it, it's kind of a slow movie, 
honestly. I, the more you that, when I rewatched it. it this summer, that is what I discovered. Because like whenever we did newcomers and they're just like, yeah. this is the slowest movie ever. I was like, yeah. no, I don't think it's that bad. And then I, I watched it and I was like, oh, like it is very slow. Like, and that didn't hit it, me until I turned <laughs> at this point. I'm like almost 30 and this hit me. I'm like, this is a pretty slow movie. Like, why was I fascinated by this movie as a child? It's it moves very slow. Like there's very little action. <laughs> yeah. And like Luke yeah. doesn't show up for like 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's a slow burn for sure. <laughs> Empire on the other hand, there's, again, it's one of those movies that like, once you start it, like you, you don't stop till it's done. It just, you start it and it moves like it's so good. So, yeah. So you want to guess my number one? I have said it on the pod before. Oh man, at this point, I don't know. Cause your list has kind of been a bit of a shakeup actually. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know, just tell me. It is Fargo. Oh my God, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> oh, I knew it. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of put it on there, one, as a joke, but two, like, I legitimately do But legitimately, like, okay. Oh, my god! It is, like, legitimately a very strong movie that, like, yeah, like I said before, like, combines true crime with comedy in, like, the best way possible. It's, yeah, it's, it is, like, very, very strong showing. And, like, Coen Brothers, it is hard because, like, they have so many good films. Like, um... Big Lebowski is a film that gets better with every rewatch too. I think Fargo is the same with that, but Big Lebowski is great. And then, um, yeah, like I think I've seen just about every Coen brother movie at this time. The Country for Old Men uh, is great as well. And then there's another, Barton Fink. Did you ever see Barton Fink? No. It's John Turturro is like a writer who goes crazy and it's pretty fun too. But yeah, they have like really good movies, but uh, Fargo is definitely, um, I think they're best. Fine, fine, okay. Now I really can. Ne- now I really can never watch it. Thanks. <laughs> You're just digging deeper and deeper into this hole. <laughs> I like. Like next time I'm around you, I'm like, ah, I like, look what I brought, the Fargo DVD. Looks oh my like gosh, you're gonna like lock me in my own home and make me watch Fargo, aren't you? <laughs> you'll like hate me for the first like 20 minutes, and then you'll be like, oh fuck, this is actually good. Oh my god. Okay, but like just just know that every time you bring up Fargo to me, it adds another like six months that I can't watch Fargo. <laughs> like you're so deep into it now. <laughs> Uh, but I should let you know one of your Christmas gifts um, involves the Coen brothers. So um, oh, nice. you're welcome. Yeah. Your Christmas gift is like mega random. I guess we might have to do an opening for the pot or something like that. Ooh, but yeah, should we do an unboxing? Like... Should we do a video? <laughs> Put it on Insta. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so at this point, I'm sure you can guess my number one. Yeah. I think you've also said it on the pod. So yeah. What is it? Oh, the first Indiana Jones. Yep, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is my favorite movie of all time. I think I've said that before. Um, I This is another one that I have a hard time describing how, how much and why I love this movie as much as I do. I think a lot of it for me is I watched it with my dad as a kid. Um, I Same with Star Wars. That's how I got into Star Wars and Indiana Jones was my dad watching these movies on, you know, cable every weekend. Um, because on one of those cable channels like AMC or TNT or any of those, like I feel like Star Wars and Indiana Jones was just on like a steady rotation. Um, 
I think that Raiders of the Lost Ark is is the perfect film. Um, it has action, it has romance, it has drama, it has Nazis, it's got everything. Um, it's the best, I think, action movie, just like action adventure, like, you know, um, just globetrotting movie. I think it's the best of that category. Um, it's just so fun to watch, but it also has like a serious plot line. Um, you know, it's got obviously great actors all around. I feel like all of the characters are decently well-developed, which I feel like is not the case in a lot of action movies. Um, but I feel like you get to learn a lot about eat all the major characters in the movie and understand their motivations and their background and why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I feel like they're very like fleshed out and three-dimensional, like even Indies like sidekicks and stuff, you kind of feel like you know them pretty well. Um, and it's just, it's so fun to watch. It, I will always be happy seeing that movie. Like, if I'm ever having a bad day, just watch that movie. It's just, it's so wonderful. I think I know like every line at this point. <laughs> it is really good. I actually have a really cool story about um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, so um, different like performing arts centers <clears throat> will do like events called like movie and orchestra. Ooh. And so they'll like edit out the like sound of the movie and like perform it live. Oh yeah, so I was I gonna go to one of those this year and it got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, so I actually saw one for Raiders and I saw one for New Hope and both were like fantastic. Like That sounds I amazing. Well, and they've got the the John Williams music. So like, you know, it's going to be good. Like he does all the most iconic movie soundtracks. Um, but yeah, it the music's great. Like, gosh, Raiders is just, it's so, so good. And I grew up going to Disney World and they had the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular, which was like a stage show where they showed how they do the stunts in the Indiana Jones movies. And... I made my parents Ooh. sit through that show so many times. Like it doesn't change. It's the same show every time, but I made them sit through it like multiple times per trip on multiple Disney World trips. Like I just kept wanting to go back and see this show because I loved Indiana Jones movies so much. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. Writers is like really well structured. I also, it's funny. I had a film teacher in college who said, um, Indy is technically like Steven Spielberg's most depressing ending to a film. Okay. Okay. Cause it's basically just like, yeah, they're like, our gets like locked up and that's it. Cause it's like, yeah, every other ending is like super happy. So I'm like, oh yeah, that is actually kind of true. No, he did. He went through all of this and it just gets locked in a warehouse. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's great, but it's a great, like kind of anticlimactic finish. And it, it is a little bit dark when you think about it, but um, I love it. It's great. It's like yeah, it fits with indie. Yeah. It's very indie. It's very like, whatever. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that he's this, I love how it's like a little bit self-aware too in that like he's this super hot professor and like all the girls in his class are like in love with him and stuff and it's like it's great it's so funny because like you what professor looks like that you know so like I oh, love yeah. that they're just like 
self-aware enough to like put these funny little things in the movies <laughs> where where you're like yeah he is like ridiculously good looking to be this random archaeology professor or whatever <laughs> did the one girl write like call me on her like yes, eyelids on her like... eyelids yes which i thought was the funniest thing when i was little and i always like wanted to do that to someone <laughs> like i never did but i just thought how great <laughs> I think that is like, oh God, I, I kind of want to like do like, that. What a move. Like, that <laughs> yeah. is, that's like a dedicated move. How do you yeah, even yeah, do yeah. that? Yeah. And then at the, when he's letting the class out, they're all, you know how people will like give the professor like an apple or something or they'll like put something on his desk. They show like every single girl in the class, like putting like something on his desk. And he has like a pile of crap on his desk at the end of the lecture. Like, it's just all these really funny little moments where you're like, this movie's a lot more self-aware than you think it is. And it, it yeah, is. it's hilarious. <laughs> so that's our, that's our list. That's our roundup of the top yeah, five movies. Need some stuff to watch during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, crowd pleasers all around. Check them out. Force your family to watch them if they haven't seen them. Lock someone in a room and make them watch Fargo in the true spirit of the holiday season. <laughs> Do it for the insurance money. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll just get into a quick thirst corner um, since we now do a thirst corner every episode. Um, I I have prepared a short one for you guys. I don't know if you have one as well, um, but maybe you can piggyback off of kind of my theme. So this is going to sound hilarious because of course I love my boyfriend Andrew very much but I might low-key be in love with the man at lens crafters who made my glasses um let me just tell you oh, about yeah. this story <laughs> let me just tell you the tale <laughs> um so I got new glasses recently because I hadn't had an eye exam in like three years and I was like well it's probably about that time because I feel like my eyes are straining a bit I go in of course I need a new prescription so I had to get new glasses made so the the man at the lens crafters i want to say he's maybe a manager probably just an employee um at the lens crafters and he was helping me pick out my frames worked with him then and i was like oh he's pretty funny he's like cracking jokes and stuff great we're having a good time we're talking um he kind of looks like zach bagans too which you know that's like a big crush of mine so <laughs> he's kind of got that vibe so i'm like okay cool like we're talking things are good um i ordered my glasses and then i go back in to pick them up. He's there. He gives me my glasses. I'm thrilled. We fit them. I'm like, looks awesome. Thank you. Wear them home. And then I'm like, I need a little adjustment made because I feel a little crooked. So I go in and he's there again. And I'm like, awesome. Ooh. So he helps me again. So this is the third time now. And he adjusts my glasses for me. And I'm telling him like how they feel and what's wrong with them. And he's just like gazing into my eyes, looking at like if they're even or if they're sitting correctly. And I'm like, oh my God, we're married now. So he's adjusting them. He adjusts them for me. And I'm like, okay, great. Thank you so much. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like try to come back as often as possible to get them <laughs> adjusted. And I'm like, oh my God, we really are married. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. And he's like, yeah, I'll always be here for you. And I'm mm. just like, oh my God, so supportive. So he's 
want like, to adjust some other stuff besides the glasses. Yeah, so moral of this story is like, uh, I think we're married now and I may have like a brother-husband situation. Um, not going to leave Andrew for this man at Lens Crafters. I'm not going to like, you know, throw it all away for this man, but um, maybe he can be like a brother-husband situation. So I think that's respectable. Yeah, so <laughs> that's my random thirst for this week. Um, does that ever happen to you where you ever just like, meet a random person in like your daily life and you're just like wow that's like that's wifey I mean I know you call everyone wifey so it's like a little bit different but do you ever have those like just random one-off interactions where you're like oh wow I'm in love with this person for like no real reason yeah the uh, strongest I ever felt was like there was like when I was in Germany there was like this waitress at this restaurant like like the where we're like we had this weird like genuine connection and I don't know how to describe it but it's also like well, I'm leaving like immediately now. It always happens when I'm on vacation. I meet someone cool and then I, I leave. I like leaving that day. So yeah, it's weird. Wow. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to my random thirst for this week. Um, again, Andrew, I love you very much. Um, I am not actually going to leave you for the man at Lens Crafters. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, in the random chatter corner, I, I feel like this is a bit redundant because we just went on like a deep dive about movies, but I do just want to mention that my recent quarantine activity has been um, watching all the Batman franchise movies. Um, again, I say, I I realized I don't hate all superhero movies. I just hate Marvel movies. And um, therefore I've been going through the Batman movies and I have seen... Um, you know, I've seen several of them uh, previously. Obviously, I love the Dark Knight trilogy, um, but some of the older Batman ones. So the first like four, the um, not going back to like, Adam, and two not going, ones. yeah, not yeah. going back to like the Adam West days, not that far back, but the the Tim Burton ones, the Joel Schumacher ones, those the, those four that were kind of made in a row. Um, I had seen Batman and Batman Returns. I had not seen Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. So me and Andrew went through, and he had not seen. He'd only seen Batman and Robin. He had not seen the other three. So Uh. we went through and just watched all those. And I was just telling Joe my hilarious commentary as we went through them. But um, the the one thing I want to comment on is (laughs) the absurd use of music in those movies. Um, Yeah, Prince is odd. (laughs) The the musical choices are questionable at best. Um, Because in the first Tim Burton one, just, just Batman, um, the heavy use of Prince, it just makes absolutely no sense. They just throw these Prince songs in and you're like, what is happening here? <laughs> just, but like, it's weird it's to me really too, because weird. like Prince is there, but then the fucking Danny Elfman, like actual like yes! orchestra is like so good. Yes, Danny Elfman God. is great. And Danny Elfman, yeah. obviously longtime Tim Burton collaborator, makes perfect sense that they would go together, but then they just throw Prince in. <laughs> it's so weird so weird and then the other top thing i want to comment on is the use of seals kiss from a rose in batman forever oh i had forgotten about that can't get over it it's it's the weirdest association of a song on a movie soundtrack i've i think ever seen it's so bizarre there's a whole music video steel legit put out like a promotional music video for kiss from a rose that like has like scenes from batman forever like edited into it he's like standing in front of the bat signal it's the most bizarre thing i can't even explain it and i just needed 
to talk about that and just say doesn't, it out uh, loud. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Batman Robin have like a bunch of like grunge music in it too? Yes. Like, yes. Also, yeah. also a very bizarre soundtrack, but I'm willing to let that one slide because Batman and Robin is an absurd movie from start to finish. Yeah, um, there's no is. part of it that makes sense. So I'm willing to like not even address that. But um, no, the use of of Kiss from a Rose, which is objectively one of the best songs ever, it, it just for Batman Forever of all things is just so <laughs> hilarious. Like who thought that would be a good idea? I can't get over it. Um, so yeah. I that, do have a, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice, Ice Age! Age. <laughs> can't. I'm dead. I'm dead. Mr. Freeze is next level. Like his, oh my god, all his one-liners. Dude, he's it, like, he's he like speaks exclusively in one-liners. Exclusively one-liners. I can't. I've never seen a movie character I, do that. I love that in the movie, like the villains team up because Mr. Freeze wants to cover the world in ice and Poison Ivy wants it to be all plants. And I'm like, how the fuck does that make any sense? Yeah, like, I'm like, have y'all talked to each other like even one time? Like, have y'all, you know, had like a little little brainstorm sesh yet? Like, clearly not. <laughs> no. Know. Um, it is bizarre. Um, love, love Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. She's ridiculous and great. She did a good job. She's, she yeah. just takes it over the top, but in a good way. Um, but wow. Yeah. I will, I gotta say that every single villain in those four movies is doing the absolute most. Like all yeah, those actors are. fucking went for it. Like no one, yeah. no one's giving a half-ass performance. They are all like they're deeply sold on the concept of their characters and I respect it I respect their dedication to the craft that they are all so into it in those movies and it's so funny like even um even like Tommy Lee Jones is like so into being Two-Face which is just like odd but like it it, it's so good so good um and I also really loved Jim Carrey as the Riddler that was one that I didn't expect to love as much as I did but I really really liked it he's he sold it for me People don't talk about his performance as much as Riddler, but he does a really good job. No, he's um, excellent. Yeah. Like I thought <clears throat> truly like a good performance. Um, yeah, but those movies, man. So I, now Andrew's educated. Now I am more educated. I mean, we, we did it. So yeah, good times. Nice, I'm proud of you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like Thank I said, you. I can always talk Batman, so. Yeah, yeah and overall, like I gotta say, like I enjoyed them. Like they're fun movies. Like I, I would watch again. Um, I think of the three, Batman Forever is my favorite, or sorry, of those four, Batman Forever is my favorite, actually. Aside from the whole oh. seal, the whole seal kiss from a rose debacle, um, I actually really like the movie. See, I love Batman Returns because it's so fucking weird. Like, oh my it's God. It's bizarre. It, it is bizarre. Like, I I don't even know what I watched, um, but yeah. It's, and it's weird because like the villains in it aren't even like villains because like penguin and like catwoman kind of get manipulated by like max shrek who's just like out to like manipulate like the political landscape to like sell like stuff so it's a very weirdly like relevant to like yeah it's movie. kind of like yeah. it's kind of murky the motivations and it's like pretty not terribly exciting when you think about like 
why they're actually doing these things. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, um, you know, uh, plot point for a movie, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's really weird because you have Catwoman, who's like arguably one of the sexiest, like, made characters, like, on like costume and everything. And then like Penguin is like horrific. Like, oh my gosh. Like, he like coughs truly, like black blood. Yeah. Like, truly grotesque. He's like, scary. Yeah. He, yeah. But let me just say, Danny DeVito was made for that role. Like, that oh, is, was. Like, it's perfect. God, yeah, it is so great. perfect. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Um, well, we could go on for this for forever, basically. But um, yeah, I just had to share that that's I, what we've been doing at our house. Yeah, I also have a date coming over in like seven minutes. Joe so. has a date. Yeah, Woo-hoo. so we got we got to hop off. Um, but we'll just wrap it up. This has been a great episode, as always. Um, thank you for for listening and for you know hanging out with us for a while. Um, friendly reminder to um, you know rate and review wherever you get podcasts. Um, we, you know, would like to see that. It, it would be cool of you. <laughs> um, and also follow our social media. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's where we mainly share our stuff, but we are also on Twitter at um, NSCE podcast. And then on Instagram, we are just at not so casual encounters. So check us out check as us always. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Peace and blessings y'all. Peace and blessings. Bye.